you can just right so let's act like it's real time. Tell me happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my God. first people that I hit up about being on the guy cast because you know you're too goddamn busy you know what I'm saying you don't have enough time for the little first time. like ever you were, you were definitely like, how long has this been going on like since March oh okay mm-hmm. yeah I have I have been busy since March yeah. very busy since March so like when the quarantine went down this was like something I had wanted to do for a while mm-hmm. and then so I was like you know what I'm gonna start hitting up some of my favorite artists and, and talk to them and see what's popping, mm-hmm. what's going on. So mm-hmm. uh, it started from an idea that I had a while ago. And, and basically, I wanted to hit up everybody that was on my friends list. Okay. You know Have you ever, like, looked on your Facebook friends list and, and just, like, your social media feeds? Yeah. And you're like, who the fuck are these people? Sometimes. And, like, what, why are, why why are, are they here? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of this. Okay. So, well, bet. Oh, so why the fuck are you still following me? Bet. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Just when I thought we were being nice yeah, today. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. We're only 60 seconds or so in, and it's already going down. Look, Bet. got to find somebody better to follow. The shade, the shade. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, look, man. Uh, first of all, I really appreciate you coming out. That's This is dope. Yes. Um, but the, the first thing I want to get into um, is... Where are you from? And, and like, how did you get to Columbus? What's your journey to, to our city? Um, okay, so my dad is from here. He grew up here. Um, but my mom is from Wilson, North Carolina. Okay. So they had, like, this custody battle thing popping off for a while till I was about seven or eight, and then I came here to live okay. in 1997. Right, so I've been here since then. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I, I don't think I actually introduced you properly. So yeah, you didn't. Get your shit together. <laughs> get your so, shit together, but all right. So I am here with DJ, MC, composer, rapper, singer, songwriter, beat maker, entrepreneur, J Esquire. That's good. Yeah. That's, yeah. well, that's almost everything. Yeah. You missed some stuff. You, I, I forgot to mention. Educator, Educator mentor, mentor. Mentor. Yeah. Pianist. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing we have in common. Yeah. People call me a pianist all the time. <laughs> Obviously, most of us know you from Power 107.5 and, of course, Magic 95.5. But uh, so, Jay, how did you first get on the radio? Um, I was playing my demo for a student one day because they didn't know... Um, exactly what they were supposed to do or something. Now, uh, rewind a little bit to a few months before that. Nia Noel had let me shadow her one day at the radio station. And, like, I had met D.L. Hughley. We had, like, Donato's pizza. Like, it was the littest shadow day, like, ever, right? right. And apparently she, you know, they was like, it's kind of rare that people let you shadow them. You know, you ask them, they'll say yeah or no. 
who knows? She might say, yeah. She was like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, so I let the student hear the thing. She was like, damn, that's you? I was like, yeah, that's me. And she was like, wow, like, you know, you sound cool. And she put me in contact with her supervisor at the time. And then, like, not too long after that, um, I was the producer of the D.L. Hughley show on Magic 95.5. Very nice. And that was the start of everything back in uh, 2016. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. I know you produce for the D.L. Hughley show, but I feel like a lot of the things that you do mm-hmm. are, like, mad quiet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're doing, and, you know, I think one of the one of the reasons why you're doing this podcast is because you kept giving me shit about <laughs> saying, you know, you don't, you don't know anything about me, Terrence. Because you don't. And I said, yeah, motherfucker, because I've been trying to get you to be on this fucking <laughs> podcast for, like, three months. Uh, so... I'm trying to get to know, but yeah. So the DL Hughley show, how mm-hmm. uh, how 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 was that? You know, like um, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was really really cool. Uh, I learned a lot in a very short amount of time. Um, but I was also very dedicated. So I was there when I wasn't even supposed to be there. The HR lady used to be like, uh, <laughs> "Why are you here?" I'd be like, "Because I don't have nothing else to do. I'm yeah. sitting at home." Like. I- so yeah (laughs) you had done you know just basically you know in in, as far as getting it rolling you had just made like a lot of connections you know what i'm saying yeah yeah we had talked about that before yeah yeah working at the broadcast school though is kind of really what what got me there um for real for real we did a couple events me and my uh me and some of my students had done some events that burrs shout out to burrs um he was like the the head of like admissions or something. I can't remember what he was, but he was something. And we was in charge of doing events and stuff like that. So I had me a group of students uh, along with somebody before me who worked there previous. Um, and we used to go and like hang up banners and do whatever we needed to do with the promotions team at the radio station for a show. So like we did like power fest 2015, we did stone soul two years in a row. Like, We did a lot of stuff and we got to do some really important stuff. Like the second year we did Stone Soul, I was helping City like, you know, bring artists to the stage. I had to go get them from a certain point, bring them to the stage and make sure they were ready to perform. And I wasn't I didn't even work at the radio station. You know what I mean? I was just I was a student. Well, I was I was a graduating person who was helping the other people who were still in school. So but um, yeah, so my first day at the radio was pretty funny. Uh, when my supervisor took me around and I knew a lot of people already, like, right. yeah, even Lil D was like, I thought you, I thought you worked here. I just right. thought you worked in promotions. I was like, no, I didn't work here. And it's like, no, I thought you worked. I was like, no, nah, sis, <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never, ever. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Connections, connections are out here, you know, and, and being at the right place at the right time with the right people, you know, that's very important. Or even just just being seen in Columbus. It's not very hard, in my opinion, to to be seen. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes practice. But it's not hard. Yeah, I do. Connections mm-hmm. are very important. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, my time in entertainment, you know, you meet this person mm-hmm. you're open up you meet another person mm-hmm. and all of that um what do you think about the the environment in, as far as columbus like some people say that it's not as uh, welcoming as as others some mm-hmm. people, you know so what do you what do you think how do you think the environment is as far as meeting these people 
I mean, to be honest, do you think it's going to be friendly in Atlanta where there's two million people trying to meet the same person you're trying to meet? Like, I don't I'm not sure what people expect or what people know, but we live in the age of technology where you can pretty much find out how to get where you need to get to and when to be there and how to be there. And like, there's just at this point in time, there's no excuse, but I don't think that the environment in Columbus is any type of way. To be honest, I feel like, again, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of OGs who be like, here's this open book of knowledge. And people are just walking past them with this open book. Some people come and, you know, they, they check out a couple little scriptures. They take, you know, they take, but I'll be sitting there with them. Like, okay, so how you open the book up? Okay. <laughs> so a lot of people don't want to do that, though. They just want to be like, Columbus don't support. They just want to stay in their little bubble and not even understand what Columbus has to offer. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like it's, it's wildly supportive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody, everybody that I've talked to has mm-hmm. been, like you said, they're willing to show you the book. You know what I mean? I yeah. Like you got to ask for it. You know yeah. I mean? they'll, they'll show you. Because I've had mad conversations with, you know, like people that I'm not even in, like, you know, with, with Jack, you know what I'm Yeah. Like, right. Unit. Yeah. We, we rap for about, like, I don't know, 45 minutes about production and studios and mm-hmm. all that. I'm not involved in it at all. You yeah. I mean? It was just our general shared love of music. Right. And I, you know, asked him a couple of questions like, oh, you know, I get down, I do it this way, I do it like that. Mm-hmm. And, and like, just extremely open and welcoming. I feel yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't, I haven't had much pushback. At least in my opinion, I did at first when I was first trying to be out here. But then I learned that you just have to be out here. Like he was one of those people I used to hit up on Twitter and be like, hey, you want to listen to this? Or, hey, what you think about this? And he wouldn't respond. I would be all salty like, fuck these niggas. You know what I mean? But but after a while, he would say stuff like, "Okay, but what do you want me to help you with? And I wouldn't be able to answer the question. And then I'd be like, "Okay." I ain't mad no more. Like, yeah. I get it. Let me just go do the work. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta know enough. Yeah, let me just go do the work. Yeah. Because I couldn't answer the question and I just had to go do the work. Yeah. But even people older than him, like, you know, Dami Style, Storm 9000, Jay Rawls, like, bruh, like, <laughs> the gold is out here to take. All we gotta do is just go get it. So, I know that, you, you know, you gotta talk about playing piano. Yeah. How did you, you know, get involved in that? Because this is something that obviously I've known you for a while, but mm-hmm. I had I didn't know. Oh yeah. I knew that you played piano. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard people say that, yo, Jay is really dope mm-hmm. on the keys, but I've never heard you play the piano. Yeah, yeah. I used to play all around the city some years ago. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I used to play with G Finesse. I used to play with Sarah D. I mean, I've played at my first shows were piano shows. Yeah. <laughs> so Scully's was the first gig I ever had yeah. playing piano with Sarah D. No, no, no. You know I'm way more sneaky than that. <laughs> That's not how it went. No, so I've been playing piano, though, since I was 10. I'm a self-taught yeah. piano player. Yeah. So I've been playing piano since I was 10. But I make beats. Yeah. And I used to make beats. And I would come out into the world, and I would go see all these artists, and I'd be like, hey, come listen to these beats. And they would be like, okay. And I'd play them, and they'd be like, mm, all right. <laughs> All right. And I was like, they not biting, but I know I'm dope as fuck. I, I'm the shit. Like, I can put chords together. I can listen to something in five seconds and figure I'm dope. Right. 
you know. So after a while, I was like, well, I guess I got to rap in order to <laughs> in order to showcase the beat. So uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how that happened, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I hope I answered the question. No, I mean, okay. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. I mean, okay. That's, you know, kind of what, what Kanye had to do. He said he wasn't getting yeah. you know, all the love for his beat making. So yeah. Start yeah, but I just started doing stuff. But also, too, I'm one of those people who I do have a lot of talent. So when I first saw Sarah D and she's like singing on stage and she's like, I need somebody to to, you know, like listen to this and make this into music so I can have a show. And I'm like, oh, let me hear it, sis. Oh, it's just these right here, you know, or whatever it is. Like, I'm one of those people who at that point I was so hungry. It didn't matter. Like if. Somebody was like, you want a jump rope to be on stage, I would have did it. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, oh, what can I do? Oh, yeah, I play piano. You know what I'm saying? And I was playing piano. I played piano for like, you know, three or four years with all kinds of people behind Camille. Behind, like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I had a whole career before the career before the career. I want to say, one of the first <laughs> tracks that I heard you on was mm-hmm. uh, with Camille. Yeah. It was uh, Camille and... Um, and one of my, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. when I heard that, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to talk to this artist mm-hmm. because the track you did with Camille was, uh, it was uh, Get It Right. Oh, I was about to say, was it Get It Right? Get it right. Hey, yo, that beat was fucking fire. When she was like, this is your part. I was like, that breakdown of that piano. I started throwing shit. I was like, <laughs> so that was, press record. That was your joint. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I loved so it. When I, when I heard that, you know, uh, Don Dada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see your eyes. Come on, quote. <laughs> this is an interview right here, motherfucker. This is it. This is the real time. Come on. <laughs> Ain't nobody ever did that. I hope you got some more shit. <laughs> yes. Ain't nobody ever asked me about that shit. Thank you for that. It took me a long time to... I was like, ooh, this is clever. I be putting little dad jokes in my little shit all the time, and nobody ever says anything. Yeah, I feel like somebody needed to call you out on that. Thank you. Thank you. About those bars. Okay, so let me see. I got to go through the verse, because that was a long time ago. Let's see. Make up to break up. That's how we style it. Realistically. Oh, dun dada, akuna matata. Let me hold you tight. I see your eyes, manana. Something, 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 something. So basically, in the verse, I was talking about um, us making up to break up, and that's kind of like the way that we do things. Um, but like for real, like we got we got to stop that shit. But it's okay. Like it's cool. Like it ain't nothing. Like akuna matata. Like no worries. Like <laughs> no worries. I see you ass tomorrow. Like go to sleep, motherfucker. Like we'll wake up and everything will be fine. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's an old one, yo. Like that's a really old one. Like I wasn't ready for that. Okay. Okay. That's good. No, you're not. That's that's good. But yeah, that was one of my that was like one of my first feature tracks like ever. Like I had just started rapping that year, two months before that probably. Good shout out to Camille. Yeah, shout out to Camille. So I used to be signed to Soul Dope and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to be the host of Soul Dope Sunday for like four years. We used to do it at Scarlet and Gray. It was like one of the liveest joints for a long, long time. On Sundays. Yep. Yep. Really hip hop shit on Sunday. Oh, see, you should have been coming up. Well, it was like once a month. It was like every first Sunday. Right. It used to be so. Oh man, it used to be a really, really good time. But yeah, yeah, I was signed to So Dope okay. when we did that. Staying in the, in the in the music theme, like, mm-hmm. 
one, your album, Netflix. Smartphones and Netflix. Smartphones and Netflix, yes. Mm-hmm. That's my shit. Thank you. That's my shit. That Thank is, you. Uh, that, that whole album, that's, that's love making music. Right? <laughs> you know Thank you. And Smartphones and Netflix. That's yeah. my shit. That was yeah. probably like 2015 yeah. or something like that, yeah, I think. That was my joint, man. That had some bangers on it. Yeah, it was good. Shout out to Greg Ray. Greg Ray, Sleep Me a Beat. That was called Smartphones and Netflix. Okay. And was like you can't do nothing to this beat and i was like why the hell would you send me this so i you know I, but i keep stuff in a folder i just left it it was like hey ain't nobody using that shit i was like all right cool bet so what i need you to do is i need you to send me the stems i already got the song written to the 62nd joint so the song with me and Dre singleton the title track that was the very first song that was ever written for it and i didn't think that it would be the whole project but that was what it turned into just because it was a fucking vibe yo it was a fucking vibe <laughs> He is a fucking vibe. Pregnant, Do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I start you off right. Shout out to Michael Glaze. <laughs> I noticed through a lot of your projects, you have, um, you, mm-hmm. know, you bring in a bunch of different arts. You got like yeah. smoking words. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. What, like, what is your, your music DNA? Okay, so I guess my DNA is based on what my goal is. So my goal, like overall, is to win a Grammy, whether it be songwriting, composing, not necessarily hell-bent on performing, sound design, you know, commercials, shit like that. (laughs) That's what I'm here to do. So I'm trying to make the best music that I can make. It doesn't matter if, you know, I could rap to it or not. And that was what I learned doing my very first project, Legendary Feel, Autumn Edition, because it was such a collaborative piece. I didn't have enough vocal tracks to put on an album to call it a vocal tracked album. So I grabbed, you know, uh, Jude Jeffner. I grabbed Janelle Blonde Curls. I grabbed Nicole Rochelle. I grabbed Sarah D. You know, I grabbed a couple people to kind of fill in those blanks for me uh, just to figure out kind of what I was doing, what I was okay with, and kind of how I wanted to to shape my thought of how everything goes, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. But yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of how I do things. Like I'm here to, to make the best thing, you know, I'm here to make the best thing for the best whoever. There's a lot of times I make beats and I'll be like, shit, I don't know what to do with this. And I just save it. And then that's it. Like I'm not an opera singer or I'm not, you know, uh, uh, a person who's gonna make a pop record, but if I make one and I save it and I run into Counterfeit Madison, yeah. I'm gonna be like, hey, yeah. come here, sis. Like, hey, <laughs> listen to this real fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. because that might be who it's for. So like, I'm just, I'm just here to be here. <laughs> I wanna be seen. There is nothing more important than a DJ. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the most important element. It of, is. Of, it is. Because you've yeah. done all of the other things. You yeah. Had, you know, yeah. Making beats. Yep. Uh, then you started performing. You yep. Seeing, yep. And you got into the DJ game mm-hmm. later. Yeah. How did how did that transition happen? Because normally, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like the other way. Like yeah. Probably DJing and then you start producing. Yeah. Then, yeah. Know. No. Yeah. No. I'm scared of certain art forms because yeah. I don't want to fuck shit up yeah. and I don't want to come in being the motherfucker who don't know shit and all the old people is cussing me out. Yeah. So what I did was for the first few years of just being who just being the Jay Esquire who shows up at shows and is supporting everybody, I would go stand by the DJ and get to know the DJ. Right. So shout out to BHB. Yeah. Shout out to Dami Styles. Shout out to all them dudes who used to be like, yeah, you can stand right here, sis, and I would bribe you with drinks all night. Because, yeah, <laughs> those nights help. But one day I was like, ooh, I only make $700 a month. I need to DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought me some shit. 
I bought me some speakers and I got me a gig and that was it. Like literally it. I don't know how it happened. It was just like one day I was like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. Right. And next thing I know, people was paying me $1,000 to do stuff. Yeah. It kind of seems like yeah. a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is a reoccurring theme. <laughs> Dang, I might be good at piano. Damn, I'm self-taught. Yeah, yeah. I might be good at rapping. Damn, I'm kind of good. You got it. You got it. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I do also think yeah. it's, it's important because, like, just from what I, you know, from what I'm hearing, yeah, you are not afraid to get out there and just do it. Yeah, hell no, hell no. Like a lot of people do the whole like, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna. Well, but I but I did that though. Yeah. I did that, but it wasn't. It was very active. It was. I need to go out three nights a week this week to go see three different DJs. Even if I see the same DJ, that's cool. But I need to make sure that I do something. You know what I mean? I need to make sure I do something. So I would be out and watching or out and being like, "What song is this?" Out asking questions, not being too annoying, but just asking questions. Right. You know, but that was my moments. I, it took me a few years to have the courage to be like, okay, Dami, I'm about to do it. And he was like, go ahead. Or he would say stuff like, we be at, we were at the Tink show one time. So, like, a whole bunch of people had opened up for Tink. It was like Dominique LaRue. It was like Ness Words. It was like C10, uh, Haji. It was a whole bunch of people this particular day. I'm about to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. (laughs) Hope I come back before the song go off. If not, it's your fault. (laughs) It's a thousand people in that motherfucker. And I'm like, this motherfucker better come back. Like, I feel like I might have DJed that day or not. But those moments are, you know, maybe like, okay, maybe I could do this. All right. It's not too bad. So I practiced. Uh, Shout out to, uh, I don't don't remember whose event it was. Uh, but it was at the Zanzibar, and it was all the big DJs there. It was like O-Sharp, uh, Jay Rawls, Bombay, Rich Nice. Uh, it was everybody was there. Everybody was there. Pook, everybody was there. Right, right. This is my first time ever DJing in front of people. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Now they got these rules. These rules are strict. So I'm up here like, let me get my laptop ready. I'm a, okay, I'm a plug in. I'm going to be good to go. I got here when the DJ set up. I should be fine. No. <laughs> Plugged in. The wrong driver. 30 seconds. Oh, the music stopped. You got the wrong driver. You got to get off. <laughs> they didn't kick me off. They was laughing, but they gave me a chance. Right. And they was like, all right. And they was all just like, not like, you fucking suck. Don't ever do it again. But they were all like, all right cool but not many of them have seen me dj after that i don't think or knowingly or not to be like damn all right you done came a long way but yeah i probably sucked really bad that day but i played uh jay rawls when jay rawls walked in so i won that day for myself it was a win yeah 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 no no it was fine though i knew that it wasn't gonna go well These dudes got my whole lifetime on me DJing, and I've only been DJing for six months. I wasn't sweating it. I knew it was going to be whatever it was. But I was like, all right. Right. You guys know me in either way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it it, could have. Yeah. 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 But I don't, you know, I would love to hear what a lot of them have to say. Yeah. But a lot of them don't get to see me DJ because I do so many private events. So yeah. there's yeah. that. I, one of the things that I'm always curious about, obviously being a DJ, mm-hmm. uh, MC, mm-hmm. music producer. Yeah. These are, you know, really largely male-dominated fields. Yeah. One of the things I've never understood, mm-hmm. is how come there aren't more women 
that that make beats. You know what I mean? It's not like we're digging trenches or moving weights, right? Anything like that. It's making beats. I don't know. Yeah. Like not trying to be funny, but I I don't know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It might have something to do with like a lack of exposure to arts, maybe a lack of exposure to instruments. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know what it is, but that's always been a thing for me. So I don't know. Like, I always been like, I need a little computer, (laughs) a little little program, a little something, and I'm cool. But I don't, I really don't know why. There's really not a lot of anybody. But also, too, it's not, it's not easy to get into, especially those backdoor fields. People might think it's easy to work in the background, but to be honest, you know, there's only a certain amount of producers who, you know, are running the shit. A certain amount of songwriters who are running the shit. So it's probably even more competitive in the background than it is in the forefront sometimes to get into those rooms to to sit with the songwriter to sit with the engineer so maybe some women don't push hard enough to sit in those rooms to get in those rooms to say you know I might be the best radio commercial producer woman in the state I might be who knows you know what I'm saying but I never thought of it that way because I just do what I do you know but I don't you know I don't know I don't know why what do you think that what do you think has caused you to be so successful in some of these male-dominated shows? Because, I mean, obviously, like, as an MC, mm-hmm. you are very well accomplished, very well known. Yeah. You know, as a DJ, very yeah. well known. What do you think you hmm. have been bringing to the table that, that allows you to be so successful in these male-dominated fields? Not being afraid. Yeah. A lot of motherfuckers are afraid. Yeah. Just scared. Like, just go do some shit. Go do some shit. Columbus is a good practice ground to go do some shit. It's not huge. It's not tiny. It's like right in the middle. Like you could go get a show right now and flop in six months. And then in two months, get another show and try again. It's not hard work. So it's just, I think just practicing and being just like, all right, I'm gonna go out here with this unisex ass name on purpose. (laughs) on purpose so people could be like yeah bro and then when i show up i'm this little bitty tiny 130 pound girl who's carrying in these speakers and they're like she ain't about to do shit and then i rock the whole party and make the strippers tired you know (laughs) 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 you know so it's just about putting in that work putting in the work but you put in the work And having those mentors to be like, put in the work. Don't be whack out here. That's what Dami and all them dudes always, man, don't, you better not be trash. That's all I'm going to say. And they just leave it like that. And I'll be like, I hope I'm not trash. Like, (laughs) (laughs) hope I'm not trash. That was actually one of the questions I had. I don't know how I stumbled over it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm always curious, like how MCs, DJs, Mm how did you get your name? So, Oh, okay. That's simple. It's a cool story too. So I used to work uh, for Arc Industries downtown, uh, and I used to have to unlock doors. I used to uh, supervise people with developmental disabilities, but they cleaned the offices, office buildings downtown. So I'm opening up these doors one day, and this is before smartphones was really like smartphones. So I had like a... um, This is before smartphones or Netflix. Yes. Well, no, Netflix was definitely a thing. (laughs) It was in the mail. It was DVDs. (laughs) 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 Motherfuc
Yeah, yes, flip phones and DVDs. But it was, I think I had an LG chocolate or, or whatever, the Verizon phone, whatever the fuck that was. I think I had that phone. Yeah, yeah, with the music player on the outside. and the, Yeah, anyway. So I was unlocking these offices one day, and you know how people have, like, all their accomplishments, like, up on the wall and shit, like, their degrees. And I was looking at one, and this lady's name was something, 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 Esquire, and I was like, hold up. Um, do you identify as, like, I was, I was so confused because I thought Esquire could only be a man. So when I looked it up on my not so smart smartphone, um, I read that in like the UK and like British, it means like a man who studies law. But in America, it's more of a general term of person who studies law, okay. I guess. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was what I read that day. That was what I took from what I read. Well, it was it was pretty actual smartphone, so you could, right. You know, page. I mean, it was, no, it was. I mean, you know, it was. It was from a reputable site. It was on Jeeves. You, you asked no, I didn't ask you. But it was on like a real site. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> I was definitely on Google. What an asshole. <laughs> so I had, been tr- I had been having trouble of coming up with some kind of anything. I was like, I don't have any fucking idea. Like, my name is Batista Elizabeth Jones. What are you going to pull out of that? Like... <laughs> Elizabeth, what are you going to pull out of that? I don't know. So I sat and I thought and I thought and I thought and I sat and I thought and I thought and I sat and I sat and I sat and I thought. And I was like, Esquire is the bomb. That's sexy. And the law means the truth. So that's dope. I like that. But then I was like, maybe I should take the first letter of my last name and put it in the front of my name. But then when I wrote it, just like the letter J Esquire, I was like, that looks a little too general. Like anybody's name could be that. So I just added the couple letters okay. for just some color. Okay. So J Esquire. And it's unisex. It's, it could be male. It could be female. Like uh, shout out to Jonte Austin. Um, I retweeted one of his songs one day on Instagram. And he was like, thank you, brother. And I was like, yeah, nah, I'm a sis, but thank you. And he was like, oh, I just saw the name. And I was just like, mm. but my name is very strong, but it's not, you know, it's it's in between like Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the reason why I named my daughter Peyton. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, we put her name on a resume. Yeah. Saying, want anybody to. Mm-hmm. As you said, Jamie Foxx and other people yep. in that open mics, and it's like, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But people automatically assume it's a man, and I hate that shit, but it's okay. <laughs> I like shocking them and being like, hey! Like that. <laughs> it is one of the most known, most recognized names in the entire city of Columbus. That's really hard for me to believe, but I'm going to believe it if you say it. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> What is one of the most important elements of being a DJ? Which is interesting because, again, you've taken the route, like, kind of the, the mm-hmm. backwards, right? You're like, yeah. in front of the DJ. Now yeah, now I'm behind. DJ, you know what I'm saying? Behind the MC. Mm-hmm. What's one of the most important elements of being a DJ and moving the, you know, moving the crowd? Uh, just having having the, the intuition to know what the crowd needs, what yeah. the crowd wants, how old the crowd is, who's in the crowd, uh, what, the, what are they doing. Um, I think... That's a big one. And I think, yeah, with knowing the crowd, because you could pull stuff sideways and out of hats. Uh, back to the strippers being tired. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this was one of this was like one of the best DJ nights I had had ever. Uh, it was it wasn't that long ago. It was a wedding, and the it was like a wedding, and then like the after party was like adult entertainment. And so it turned into the club, and it was dope. Yeah. And for me, you know, so I strippers at the wedding. Absolutely. We know Dominique Larue wants strippers at her funeral. Well, yeah. So. Listen, there. Uh, I'll DJ if she needs that. <laughs> like, not you know, I don't know. So strippers at the wedding. It yeah. was strippers at the wedding. So I told one, like you know, the main stripper or whoever came, and she's got, got the money box over here, and I was talking to her, and I was like, hey, you know, you with the ladies who are coming later? She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, look, so if there's anything you want me to play, let me know. I'm saving certain songs for y'all, you know, XYZ, XYZ. So I play for the strippers. Everybody is lit. It's a great time. Strippers get tired. Yeah. But they're done. Yeah. People are like doing stupid shit, and I ha I'm having to say stupid shit on the mic. I got tired of that. So because I read the crowd, I started playing shit to just distract the fuck out of them. Right. Like, I was like, hey, man, I just want to tell y'all I'm fucking with y'all because y'all fucking with me. Y'all danced to every single thing. I'm about to play this for y'all. And I pressed play, and it was the All That theme song, and the whole room went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole room just went, the strippers too, whole room went wild. And I still started playing, like, sing-along shit just to distract because the strippers was trying to count their money. They was trying to get the money off the floor. It, like, it was just, it was a lot. But being able to control the room with sound and understanding what that looks like and how to do it based on who's there and only knowing them like their face and their body and being like okay let me see what you like that's dope yeah that's dope mm -hmm. yeah, that's one of the things I've noticed about like your DJ sets like mm -hmm. you have shit like the all that theme you got yeah. like a bunch of random ass shit like, yeah who's doing uh, affirmative distraction showing you drop Jones Bobby you a fucking massage yeah man yeah listen you gotta have shit like that on deck but it had everybody moving <laughs> yeah like, people was like oh my god I forgot about this yeah, yeah, yeah. you did but no, yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to have stuff like that because I know for me, that's just being different. Like yeah. people aren't doing that. So I always make sure that I have elemental shit. Like I did an event one time and they was like, what theme you want to DJ? And I was like, pop culture, nigga. Yeah. They was like, what? I was like, <laughs> pop culture. I was playing all kind of shit. I played like I Want It That Way mixed with like Lil Wayne Uproar. Like I was just throwing, like it was just all kinds of popular things that you knew. Spice Girls, you know, you know, just like every, just shit. He was like, I was so dope. You know, I do what I can. <laughs> I do what I can. That is dope. That was also yeah. uh, one of the things that was holding me down during the early months of quarantine. You know, yeah. DJ. Oh, yeah, man. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah. then also we had Jay Esquire also had a pop on Friday nights. Yeah, man. Themed up, baby. With the red lights and the, yeah, themed up, man. One hit wonders and the slow jams. I only did it a couple times, but that shit was fun. I was drunk as fuck. It was a great time. Man, yeah, it was a good Facebook time. Started with that bullshit. Oh no, it ain't bullshit. It's cool. <laughs> I want to get paid for my music too. I ain't even mad. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, yeah, man, I just, I don't know. I love DJing, making them people feel good is is always fun, especially having that skill when working with kids and stuff. You know, like, oh, Miss J, we're having a dance, or you know, it's Friday and winter break is tomorrow and I'm gonna just bring my DJ shit and while they're working I'm gonna just DJ fuck it
speaking of your the, the children, mm-hmm. you know, I know that you are a youth mentor as, yeah. well as an educator. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Responsible for putting together some curriculums, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Would you like to talk on your, your being an educator? Yeah, what yeah. Have you been doing? I've you been working with children. I've I've been being a teacher since January twenty fifteen. Okay. Shout out to Diggy Dolce. Diggy Dolce. So uh, it was my birthday before that. And she called me and was like, hey, man, my uh, my kid's principal at school wants a video teacher. Yeah. You trying to teach video? I was like, oh, fuck it. I guess. <laughs> so I met with the principal and the principal was like, uh, so uh, what can you teach him? I was like, how to make videos and edit them. He was like, all right, uh, so what you think about, like, a class of, like, 15 ninth graders? I was like, what? <laughs> First question is, how tall are they? It's like, no. <laughs> they were all bigger than me, for the record. But um, but that was kind of how that started. So I, I taught for a semester and had no kind of experience teaching. Shout out to all the teachers who uh, helped me out, because child... Ooh, I ain't know nothing, but I knew I was cool. I knew what I was doing, but I ain't, <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. Uh, so I taught kids how to make videos, edit videos. At first it started with just high schoolers. Then the next year I was teaching like third through 10th graders. So I had like third graders putting together like cannons. It was fire. Yeah. yeah th- that was, yeah. Like I was like, all right, so your assignment today is to put together the cannon. I'm going to take it apart and you're going to put it together. And they was putting it together. Right. So, um, I did that for a couple of years, for like a year and a half. Then I got hired on at the radio station, so I decided to step away and just put my attention on that. But a year or so after working at the radio, I was like, uh, I think I want to go back to teaching. Yeah. So I went back to teaching uh, at the school I'm at now. So yeah, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. so yeah, I've been teaching for a little minute. <laughs> for, for anyone who is out there listening, so yeah. uh, Jay and I, we've been working together on this youth program. Yeah, the youth mic. Yeah. Um, it was really cool because you got to work with the kids. I got to, to watch you teach them how to do commercials. Yeah. To help the kids cut commercials. Yeah. And uh, I brought my daughter. Yeah. And she, you know, was six. She's in first grade. So mm-hmm. Jay is teaching people from first grade all the way up to 10th. Oh, yeah. You know, this youth mic program is for, for older kids. I mean. <laughs> to, to break it down. You know yeah. I mean? and, yeah. You know, they all had a blast. They all yeah. It. Yeah. Because I think that we don't put enough accountability on our kids, regardless of the exposure. They do all this stuff (laughs) they're just as bright as anybody else so yeah (laughs) Yeah, i agree with that i think a lot of times people they see kids and they try to you know like dumb things down yeah i'll be like stop (laughs) smarter than you give them credit no but they are talk to them as like an adult yeah as you talk to someone else and they they got it listen people don't know that but yeah but no yeah but you know anything that we do you know, they can do. Because eventually, if you think about it, I don't know if this is true for you, but I know it's true for me. Whatever I thought I was going to be when I was like 10 or 11, I kind of am. Yeah. Like, I live cool as fuck. Yeah. Not trying to be funny, but I was like, I think I'm going to live cool. I want to do cool shit. I don't know what the cool shit is, but I know it's going to be some cool shit. But I tell kids all the time, if you wanted to be a hairstylist when you were like 10, when you turn 30, that hairstylist shit is going to keep smacking you in your face till you go to school to go be a hairstylist because that's really what you want to be. Right. 
So if you get them the exposure now and just send them where they need to go, they'll go. If people don't know that they can make hundreds and thousands of dollars a year making voiceovers, how will they ever know if nobody tells them? They won't know. Listen, that could be somebody's parents saving grace. That could be the reason why your kids pick up a book this year. Stop. Like, oh, my God, I can make doing. Oh, let me practice. Let me practice inflection. Let me put some voiceovers to my YouTube. Like (laughs) the world is in their hands. Let's make our retirements pretty, (laughs) y'all. Dead ass. That's why I teach kids 800 at a time. That's why I think that the youth mic program is so dope. Mm-hmm. Everybody is able to, like, I wish as a younger person, yeah, I had an opportunity to sit with some of these people. Right? Mm-hmm. We got MCs. We got yeah. MCs, we got models. We got yeah, you got all models, kinds of people. Everything. You know yeah. What I mean? and yeah. The photographers. The yeah. Photographers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I think that's really dope that, you know, I'm able to bring Peyton around and she's able to yeah, pull and dabble in that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man. Like, you know, I've always wanted to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And, and so just respecting the art and all that. And then just sitting there and listening to Bobby Dodds talk about his thing. And I was like, yo, that shit is, you know, that's dope. Yeah. To ask those questions. Mm-hmm. That shit is, that's. Mm-hmm. And then finding, finding those confirming answers that you didn't, that you thought you were crazy, that you already knew the answer to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, shit is, that shit is dope. No, it really, really is. Speaking of, because I told you, you know, you, you got to, to show even my, my young six-year-old daughter, how to cut <laughs> a, a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay, you're, commercial, you're voice, commercial. You're the voice of Columbus, man. I <laughs> okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, we have to stop. I am not the voice of Columbus. <laughs> like Nicki Minaj say, I am somebody's son. <laughs> No, I'm I'm serious. Uh I appreciate that. That is that is that is a big damn deal for me, but you know, uh yeah, there's other people who who really are uh killing the game who I learn a lot from. Uh but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just do what I can. I I read and breathe for y'all. <laughs> I do what I can. I just read and breathe. Yeah, that's one of those unexpected things too. Kind of like DJing, I didn't. I mean, I'm all. I've always been good at doing audio work. I've always been good at reading. That's not, you know, that's not a big deal for me. But I don't. I, I don't know. Like, I never thought that somebody would be like, "Damn, like your voice is nice," or like, "Damn, I want you to do my commercial because you sound so good." Like, that's not. Like, yeah, that's one of those things. I was like, okay, I guess. Like, all right, bet. Let's go. Well, not just commercials, because you know what I saw what was it? It was the the image. Uh, oh yeah, the Kingdom Image Awards. Kingdom Image Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, you know, I was watching that. Uh, yeah. Coming up next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. I was. I was like, oh my god, I am the bitch on the thing. Like, like that's been one of my goals. Like, I want to be that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So doing that, like, what mm-hmm. is, is there? A, a training or do, you, do you do exercises for your voice like how do you, how do you uh down? i probably I, I don't do exercises for my voice but i probably should and if i did my voice would probably sound way better i would probably have a lot more range yeah. um but i'm trying to get into 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 that part of it more so because now i can focus a little more on my voice i could rest it a lot more yeah. during the day um but no there, there is no training it's yeah. It's just about knowing how to read. Like, <laughs> like I'm not. 
knowing how to read, knowing how to interpret what things sound like. But the fact that we are so conditioned with so much media, you know what everything sounds like, the way that you can interpret it by how you read it. Um, Not being afraid to look silly while you record, I guess. Um, Yeah, but no, I just, I literally just read. I breathe, I read, and I smile, and I have a good time. So that is the reoccurring theme. All of these things that you do. Yeah. Just get in and do them. <laughs> yeah, I just do. do yeah, like one day, uh, I remember the first commercial I did, though, and I ain't going to lie. Uh, I was geeked. Yeah. People might think this is stupid, but I don't care. Yeah. City walked up to me, and City was like, hey, Jay, this is when I'm like a producer, part-time. I'm sitting, doing my work, trying to make an impression. Right. He came in the studio. He's like, hey, Jay, um, this is when people are first starting to get to know me, but they don't know I'm a whiz at commercials. My supervisor knows that I know how to work Adobe a little bit, but like niggas don't know. Right. He's like, hey, Jay, I need you to record this for me. I'm like, all right, what is it? He's like, um, you can say it phrase by phrase. All right, so you know how to end of them prescription drug commercials. It'd be that fast person. <laughs> I got to do that and I was so geeked. <laughs> I was like, I'm the bitch at the end. Listen, Dad. Turn it up in the car. Oh, I was geeked. Oh, 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 I was over the moon. Can nobody tell me shit that week? I was like, when that? When it start? When it's over? All right, I'm gonna listen. It's coming up in the stop set. Let me go to the car. Like, you know. Yeah, I was uh, way over the moon about that. But it was just one of those things that just happened that I got really, really good at. Uh, but I have fast technique. I have very fast audio technique. So for real, for real, having a pretty decent sounding voice and having fast audio technique is kind of what got me through. Because I can make a commercial that might take somebody 20 to 30 minutes and maybe eight like I don't yeah I don't fuck around like I'm trying to get it done <laughs> I make sure it sounds good cuz I want to I want I want you to listen and I want you to love it and I need to get the ideas that I need out right now like I don't I don't play around in and out in and out being MC, vocalist, mm-hmm. all of that. Also, you sang. Did I even, did I touch on Yeah, you that? said that. Okay, all right. Yeah. Doing those, <laughs> how does that, do you think that, like, ties in? You know, like, it's Yeah, 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 that's all the same. Okay. It's all the same. Yeah. It's literally all the same. Okay. It's all the same. Okay. Yeah, no. It, it's all the same? Yeah, there's nothing else to say about that. Okay. It's all the same. I mean, it's different because when you're making music or whatever, it's more, it's more style, it's more... Right you know, whatever. It's a little bit different. Um, I don't know. I feel like with like commercials and shit though, it's more of like a mini movie. Okay. You have to get to the beginning, middle and end in 30 seconds or 15 seconds or 60 seconds. You know, whereas a song is a little longer, right. you have a lot more elements to work with and you can prolong the journey however long you want. There's no stop. You know what I mean? Like, Fucking summer madness is eight minutes fucking long. Niggas <laughs> press record and just play. <laughs> like you know, so I guess that's the the only difference creatively. But yeah, all of those things definitely go together. And I wish somebody would have been like, yeah, all those things go together. Yeah, yeah. Um, waves of waves of waves of wave. We talked and touched on all of these things that you've done from the MC to the. To- Production, yeah. All this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, you also 
have dabbled in mm-hmm. theater. Oh, it's not a dabble. That's yeah. no, that's a long term thing. Yeah. That's probably something I've done the longest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hell no. That's not the dabble. Fuck no. That's a part of creation. <laughs> that's some beginning of time shit. So the theater. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, the first time you heard, the first time I heard you bring it up because we were talking about something. And yeah. Kinda, like drop that in. Like, yeah. Okay, so you've been doing the theater for a long time. Yeah. Well, tell me and everybody else about yeah. your background. No, nah, my dad used to produce community plays. He used to direct community plays for the Urban Cultural Arts Foundation with Mr. Isid at Snaps and Taps at um, at New Harvest Cafe. I mean, for years, like to the point where when I had to do my internship hours for high school, right. it was just a letter that somebody sent that was like, hey, she she helps out twice a year. She's been doing it for 10 years. Right. Like since I was probably like legit 10 years old until I graduated high school, I was doing two plays a year <laughs> with my dad. Okay. Yeah. Whether it be in the play, whether it be uh, making the music, whether it be getting the sound effects. Like I've always been that person in my family. Like, you know, the person that'd be like, oh, ask Batista for the for the latest whatever because she got it. Or I need a mix CD for this show and I need you to make it. Like I've always been the go to for that. So, yeah, like theater has always been a thing that has always been a thing. Like I went to Fort Hayes for theater. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. in career center. Like, yeah, that's what I say. That's definitely not a dabble. That's some lifelong shit right there. Shout out to Mr. Black in the Black Box Theater. But yeah, like, yeah, I've been doing theater since I was like 10. Yeah. 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 Well, moving from theater, how I got to know you is through improv comedy. Yeah. So how did you, you know what I mean? Like, again, you have done so many things. You're like <laughs> the world's most interesting woman. You know I, what I mean? You've done, you've done everything. <laughs> you're like Forrest Gump of the <laughs> Not Forrest Gump, scene, man. That's good to know, man. I really don't see it like that. I just feel like I just be doing my me thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to Joseph Moore. So me and Joseph Moore were friends on Facebook forever. And one day when I was in broadcast school, I used to have this radio show called The Order. And he was one of my first guests. He came and we talked. He was like, yeah, I got this improv group. And we started to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So we're talking about it on air. But then we start talking about it off air. And I was like, well, you know something like acting is something I've never gotten into by myself in my adult life. Besides my my makeup you know, in that. But I was still starting to explore who I was as an artist. So I was just like, well, you know, if you got any shows coming up, even if it's just practice, right. you know, let me know and I'll just come practice. I don't give a fuck. I just want to come and hang out. Just jumping in. And just jumping in. Yeah. So uh, he invited me to do a show with him, uh, him and his uh, previous group. Uh, it was called a hot 16. So we played a couple games, but I spit 16 bars and they did fucking three scenes from the bars that I spit. And it was funny as hell. And it was great. And so me and him have been in contact ever since just because I was like, nah, like, like I need that. So, you know, we kind of like for real, for real, we kind of got started at the same sort of time when it comes to him being him doing improv, right. I should say. So it was in the beginning times of that. So then it was a couple years later. I had done, I, I was <laughs> I was the most featured guest on their hashtag comedy show ever. Like I'm probably, I've been a guest like 10 times <laughs> because, I, because we all came up together. So I'm always whatever, like since the beginning. Um, but yeah, so that's how I got into that. But going to Joseph, you know, going with Joseph 
to shadow box and doing shit with Brandon and doing like the Obama shows. I was like, yo, when y'all do the next one, I want to be in it. He was like, all right, cool. Come on. And then I was like, all right, man, I'm in it. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, you know, just fuck it. Yeah. Ain't shit else to do. <laughs> you know, fun. <laughs> Big shout out to Joseph Moore. Yeah. Shout out to Brandon Anderson. Man. The big, Thanks Obama joint. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I got to to, to jump in there. Yes, the you did. I'd ever done sketch. See, you know what I mean? well, wasn't it fun? It was dope. It was dope. I, yeah. Shout out to you for helping me get through it. Yeah. Like, I know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. But no, listen, man. Everything is at our fingertips. We just need yeah. to go get it. And again, Columbus has the practice ground. You haven't been out here doing this shit that long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you've performed at hella places. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, and just yep. over the like the course of like a year, mm -hmm. like it was popping. No. Yeah. yeah. Columbus, get it. No. Shout out to Columbus, <laughs> man. People be mad. People be talking about ain't no support. People be talking about this. People be talking about that. But it's very rare that people be like, hey, this is what I need and come to somebody and really be like, I need help or whatever it is. And they give you that shit. That'd be the thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has absolutely not been my experience like everybody's been supportive and everybody's been helpful you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying like, yeah more for instance you know what I mean like telling me about the business mm -hmm. and all of that like being able to just post up and him give me tips Brandon Anderson yeah like, yeah you, just, you ask the people and they and they you, listen you know I mean? they yeah. will tell you I, I was surprised at how much they will tell you like my cousin called me one day because I you know I got a relationship with dudes and I keep I hate to keep bringing Jay Raw's name up yeah. but that's my dude yeah. and you know he was like yo like you know Jay Raw's and I'm like yeah like I, I didn't think nothing of it. Like, right. this nigga went nuts, like, on the phone, was, like, going crazy. And I'm like, I mean, you know. But it's like OG saw me somewhere performing, came up to me and was like, sister, you got it. <laughs> or something like that. And right. that was the start of our relationship. And I've always been able to call on people like that. Yep. They've never given me no flack. I just go do what the hell they say yep. and don't tell them what I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the thing a lot of these niggas want to be like well no i can't because mm -mm, mm -mm, nope nope they're not doing that they didn't have youtube when they was coming up and they got to some far places so they'd be like uh you're not even utilizing youtube i don't want to hear you like <laughs> i think the idea of you know setting that ego aside mm -hmm. just acknowledging what you don't know and being able to to, to put aside that ego and, and listen and do it yeah Everything during the pandemic, you know, as a entrepreneur, as an MCS performer, all of that, a lot of things have been shut down, but I see you are still moving. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> As my pockets, that shit. <laughs> but how difficult is it to, to be a performer? How are you moving? As business? fuck. <laughs> Listen, I am grateful to have still been being booked. I'm grateful to still, you know, to still be able to move around a little bit, but I'm not even going to lie to you. This has been the worst year ever. Like, <laughs> like I thought it couldn't get worse. It didn't get worse. Thank God it didn't get worse. But um, it's been very difficult, but it's forced me to be a different kind of artist. So when I come with my rebrand next year, um, I... I know what I need to do. I know how to do it. And I've had time to kind of figure it out yeah. and to, to 
I don't want to say muster up the courage, but muster up the courage and go balls to the wall. Like, it's on. Let's go. Fuck it. Kobe Bryant died this year. Fuck it. Like, it's it's on. I'm not I'm not playing no games. Listen, I I don't even know that I've accepted it or not. I don't even know what I feel it like. It seems like, I mean, obviously that shit happened, but God damn, that seems like that shit was like four years ago. Listen, I just, I, I'm still like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Shit. Like that's me. Yeah. That's me. What? <laughs> what happened? Crazy. No, it didn't happen. Like yeah, I'm still I'm still stuck there, but you know, so yeah, I just been trying to f- figure out what to do, how to do it, and how to move in the smartest ways possible. So even if this is over soon yeah. or whatever, that I'm still going to come out running every, you know, yeah. and ready to do everything in or out how things been like artistically you know because i know that, mm-hmm. you know a lot of times with artists you get your, your your muse you get your inspiration from you know living life yeah you know? but the fact that there hasn't been much life you know to live has been groundhog today how, mm-hmm. how is that but how have you been able to continue to to be you know creative are we writing like what? well i don't know okay so i've been in a slump for a couple of years that's why i haven't put out a project yeah. to be honest yeah. so i feel like at this point like right now is the first time, like, Thanksgiving was the first time I was able to take, like, a lot of days off and not have nothing to do to be like, all right, how do I feel? So for me, uh, I'm just, I'm exploring that with with the time that I have because now now I'm working from home. So um, where I wasn't from September to about a month ago. So um, for me... I'm still coming into what kind of time I have, how I can spend that time. But I will say it's been very productive uh, and it's it's moved me in a positive direction. So I guess it's been good. I've been creating a little bit more. I've been writing a little bit more, you know, I've been just doing what I can. But it's been good stuff, though. Okay. So, yeah, it's been good. I don't. Let me think. I don't know. I wish I had some large announcement well, to tell someone. Because I know your uh, your media communications production. Company. Oh yeah, we yeah. We no, about. we didn't talk about that. You got it all moving. I'm yeah. trying to retire. Yeah. So I have a company and the reason I haven't really been pushing it all like that is because I'm still trying to find my my lane a little bit, but it's okay. So uh, 3D Multimedia LLC is basically a digital assets company where we can provide digital assets for any brand or thing. So audio commercials, video commercials, logos, flyers, websites, things like that, even, um, you know, using as a as an agent to advertise yourself out to the people okay um that's kind of what we do and what we specialize in uh but we've had a lot of big um audio uh gains this year so like the kingdom image awards like we talked about earlier so like that a couple campaigns with columbus public health um, something that you helped me with with columbus public health so you know just different stuff like that um, but yeah, so it's just, it's one of those things that's growing yeah. that I don't, I don't know that I don't want to say, I don't know that I should talk about, okay. <laughs> but it's kind of like, 
I don't know. It's mysterious as fuck, and I don't think I want anybody to know that it's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's cool that you know we talking about it, but you know I don't I don't like to talk about it. Okay, All right. just cause I just be I just want motherfuckers to be like, who is that? Yeah, yeah. Damn, they got a lot of. Oh. Kinda like I like I don't know. I kind of want that to be my like my quiet money maker. Like you know when people be like, "Damn, what do you do? Yeah. Like what do you do for a living?" Right. And I'll be like, "You know, I work. Got my office at home. I'm I'm closed <laughs> off in there and I'm working. You know, you don't know what I'm doing, but you know that I'm working and not to mess with me. Yeah. So I think that I don't know. I don't know why I'm like that about it. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a nervous thing. Maybe that's like this shit gonna blow up and I don't want to tell nobody. I don't know." I don't know, but that's what I'm doing. Okay. That's my retirement plan. All Maybe right. that's why. No. Not even nothing that I can make up real quick and lie about. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, your birthday. Uh, yeah. Birthday. Thank yeah. you. This Thank is, you. This is going to drop on your birthday. Yeah. So you can just, right so now. let's act like it's real time. Tell me happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks! Oh my god! This is great! (laughs) Oh my gosh! That's all. See you smart. You loyal. Dollar sign J A E E S Q. Dollar sign J A E E S Q. Yeah, I really wish I had some like some song I was dropping or something. Damn, I can't even like, nope, nope, I'm trying to think. No, just like something like, yeah, and that 1201, log on to, nah, I ain't even got no shit like that. Damn. We're gonna go celebrate the tired strippers. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Get some water. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I ain't got shit else, I don't think. I don't think there's nothing happening. Well, look, uh... Anybody who is out here listening to the Godcast, we want to thank you for listening in, uh, listening to me. Uh, yeah, let's let's scrub that. Uh, before we roll out, Jay, you got to your social media. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what are we scrubbing? I thought we was about to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, are we clearing the air? What are we about to do? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, follow me everywhere at J-A-E underscore E-S-Q-U-I-R-E. And also you can Google me, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all that shit. Uh, give us some views because I'm too embarrassed to, spo- to post my little Spotify thing. It was like, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Maybe you were one of the new seven followers this month. Who knows? But it was like, hey, Jay, don't forget to check out your Spotify overview. I was like, yeah, I don't want to see that. I already saw it and I was pissed. So... <laughs> Help a sister out. Help me not be pissed next year, but hopefully I have some heat for you coming. But yeah, everywhere, J-A-E-E-S-Q-U-I-R-E. Still shining, I see you, my dear. Never blinded reflection, never reminding 
that's quite your fine time in the what's been missing the game been slipping all your niggas is tripping banana peel bitchin i'm gonna give you this feeling feel it all in your spirit y'all talk it y'all never living ratchet ain't winning hope y'all getting some draws cause that shit ain't hitting junkies turning to druggies druggies turning to junkies junkies turning to youngest youngest turning to dummies all people turning to mummies we gotta rise above it you call me that that i know i'm educated just listen up to that yeah. When I really just need you to breathe in, breathe out, shake it off, show them what you all about. Breathe out, breathe in, hip hop in this prime new gym. Yeah, yeah, but no, listen, man, everything is at our fingertips. We just need to go get it.